Tonight, I want to continue talking about the process of getting from here to there. Say here to there. Here to there. I love Quentin's um, focus on making sure it was perfect the way it came out. Good job. You're getting there, bud. You are getting there. Getting from here to there. Last week, we uh, kind of started discussing that process of getting from here to there. And we, I kind of talked to you guys a little bit about how um, in, um, in kind of my process of thinking of where we're at as a church and um, where God's taking us. The big question um, that always pops in my head because, see, um, we have the, these big, crazy, bold visions. And... Uh, they get me excited. They get me a little, sometimes we can't sleep. Like it's, it's crazy fun. Uh, but the big question that I always have to ask myself is how do we get from here to there? And every single one of you, um, you have a purpose. You have a, a place that God has designed for you to be. You have a work that he has called for your life. And whether you feel like you're in it now or you're not in it now, um, no matter what it is, God has a spot for you. And as we talk about this, it, it often makes people think, well, how do I, how do I get there? Like um, a lot of, um, I was talking to uh, another pastor buddy of mine and he was talking about how he's got, uh, he knows a lot of uh, young pastors and um, uh, young guys that want to become pastors. And uh, what they want to do is they want to um, decide to be a pastor and then they want to walk in and pastor a mega church. Um, that's not how you get from, from hey, I want to preach somewhere to preaching at like Joel Osteen's church, right? Um, or Stephen Furtick's church or whoever's church, right? It's, there's, a, there's a process that, that you have to work to get there. And he and I were talking about like some guys just don't get the process. Like they, they don't even want to submit themselves to the process because they know that it's going to take so long and they don't want to do it. They just, just go, right? And, and the process for us is... Last week, we started talking about how do we start this, right? How do we, how do we start the process of getting from here to there? Because many of us would, would probably admit that there's, um, there's a lot of us that say, I'm not real happy where I'm at with my here, right? And I want to start the process to get to my there. But how do we start that? And so we talked about last week how it, it begins by trusting the Lord, by trusting what his word says for you, um, understanding that you have a there, that you you actually have a purpose, you have somewhere that God designs for you to be. And then to start actually seeing yourself there and then to make a move to get there. You know, we talked about um, the, the widow woman where Elijah had come to her and Elijah said, hey, make me some bread. She said, hey, I'm actually getting ready to make some bread so that me and my son can eat and we can die. And God had a different there for her than she could even imagine at that point. She, saw, she thought death was her there. And so the first, the first part of getting from here to there is ultimately trusting the Lord and believing that you have a there, okay? But tonight what I want to talk to you about is, is that next step that I think um, is necessary for us to get from here to there. And it is something, it is, it is a, an act of preparation, okay? Um, I believe that we individually and as a body, we need to prepare for pressure. Prepare for pressure. Because let me tell you, when you decide that you're no longer satisfied with sitting there, right where you're at, staying where you're put, not moving, once you decide, you know what, I'm going to make that move. Remember last week, we, we finished off by talking about we're going to make a move towards there. But if you, 
if you stay here, that's never going to come. It's never going to happen. But as soon as you step away from here, let me tell you, you need to prepare for pressure. Say prepare for pressure. I say it 40 times really fast. <laughs> we have to prepare for pressure. I looked up the word pressure. Um, it has two different, it has two similar meanings. Um, one is a noun and one is a verb. Pressure as a noun means the exertion of force upon a surface by an object. The assertion of force upon a surface, okay? Um, pressure as a verb means to force someone or something towards a particular end, like toward a there. Right? Pressure, every time you take a journey from here to there, wherever here is and wherever there is, every time you take that journey, there will be pressure involved. There's always pressure involved. I thought about um, my drive to work. So I work in Westchester. So I leave Goshen and I make the trek over to Westchester, Ohio. And I began thinking about, okay, that's a journey, right? That's, I'm trying to get from here, which is my house in Goshen, to there, which is my work in my second house in Westchester, right? And so I'm like, okay, from here to there. But all along there, there's all sorts of pressures that you, I mean, some of you uh, don't handle that pressure as well as some. Um, but, uh, but the pressure from here to there, right? You're, you're dealing with traffic. You might be dealing with weather. You might be dealing with other drivers. <laughs> you definitely will be dealing with other drivers. Um, you may be dealing with um, time, right? Time can always be a big thing like especially if you're someone that's always running late and you always feel that pressure of the time haunting you like I've got to get out of here now or it's over right so what do we do some of us some of us recognize the pressure of time and weather and drivers so we leave a little bit early we prepare for pressure some of y'all just drive faster <laughs> Bethany used to drive Quite a bit over the speed limit when we first got together, okay? We lived in Blanchester, and she was working in Florence, Kentucky. So she was driving from Blanchester to Florence, Kentucky every day. Now, I'm a math guy, so I always calculate things. So, um, so she, would, she would leave in such a time that she would have to go 65 miles an hour down State Route 28, to even get close, to, to literally get there two minutes late. Like she was already gonna be late. There was no possible way for her to get there. And uh, um, I would, because I'm a math guy, I would be like, Bethany, mathematically it's not possible. You have to go at least 73 miles per hour straight there to get there on time. Just give it up, don't get in a wreck, and just say, I'm gonna be late. Like just, just get it over with. Um, and she was, I'm not gonna say she was stubborn up here in front of y'all, uh, but you can think about what she was being in that situation. Um, I'll just let you fill in the blank. Until one day, Bethany got pulled over by a cop. Oh, son. And my wife turned into a puddle. And it became this huge ordeal, first off, because she got pulled over already. Um, second off, because then she couldn't find her license after being pulled over. So she swore to me that the cop took her license. And she wouldn't call them to find out. So I had to call them, and they're like, sir, we, we don't have your wife's license. We, we do this every single day. We don't take license. Like, this is kind of, this is our whole process. And so sure enough, she gets home, and uh, it's sitting in the car. And, uh, but the whole reason all of that happened, and it disrupted her journey from here to there, is because she didn't prepare for the pressure, right? The pressure of the time. The pressure of where I have to be. Um, myself, like, I think about 
um, my journey from my bedroom down to my kitchen in the morning. So I wake up and I get out of my bed and I go down the steps. Okay, our steps are kind of like, they go like this and then they go like this and then we, I circle around and I walk there. The pressures that I encounter on there are things like what I call um, step traps, I would call them. Um, for any of you that have steps um, and you have children, um, we have step step, step traps. And when you, when you start to walk down those steps, let me just warn you, there are a lot of things that you have to learn to dodge very quickly, okay? Even Legos, like small ones, like creepy, like I don't even, I can't even hardly see them, and beads, because my little girls love beads. And so beads, and like all these things, these are all pressures that I deal with every day to get downstairs, right? Blankets, because my kids love throw blankets. Now, if I was a single guy, I can guarantee you I wouldn't have a throw blanket in my house, okay? <laughs> Except for maybe my flannel. I have one with, with someone made for me, and it's got flannel shirts sewn onto it. I'm a nerd. Um, but, but, uh, but these are all pressures that, that we have, right? Like, they're, they're all just different types of pressures. Now, some of those pressures getting from here to there aren't a big deal, right? Some of y'all is going to be like, dude, clean your steps off, and it won't even be a problem, right? If I had prepared for the pressure the night before, it would probably be a really good idea, quite honestly. Um, but I don't. Um, I actually see The only thing I ever do is I move them over towards the wall, which Beth hates because she likes them closer to the, to the uh, thing for some reason. I don't know why. But, um, but it's a pressure that we deal with, right? Planning a church. There's all sorts of weird pressures that you don't even understand that you're, you find yourself in, right? Every time you make a decision to go from here to there, you will meet pressure. Every time. At least from all these examples that I can think of. So the pressures may change depending on where you're there is or what you're there is or what you're trying to get to, right? Every, but no matter what, you have to prepare for pressure. Romans 5, I'm going to ask you to turn uh, there with me. I'm going to put it up on the screens as well. But I want to read five scriptures for you out of Romans that I think is, is it kind of highlights the importance of preparing for pressure. Say prepare for pressure. Yeah, I'm going to keep making you say all these P words today. It's going to be fun. Prepare for pressure. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. This is what it says. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know, let me make sure I'm following along here because I may not be doing that, and our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So when I read and it talks about sufferings in here and it talks about how we glory in our sufferings. It is talking about a process that we go through. And so when I see the word sufferings, I think about these are all different types of pressures, right? Um, pressure. I think uh, a lot of people will find themselves in situations where some horrific news gets dropped on you or some, um, some whatever it may be, right? It's all a different type of pressure. But see, pressure is a big part of the change process that we use in everything, okay? How many of you have ever heard about diamonds and coal, right? right. Take coal and you make diamonds. Well, just so you know, um, it's not actually coal, it's just carbon. 
because if you use coal, it wouldn't actually create diamonds because there's so many imperfections and stuff. But um, I learned that when I was researching this because I was like, what? Like, I always thought, yeah, they, they, the, one, the one thing I was reading was like, they always show Superman crushing coal and it becoming a diamond. And they're like, that wouldn't work. Like, um, they just nixed the whole part of it being Superman. But still, they're like, even Superman couldn't do that. It wouldn't work. But it takes, it takes 725,000 pounds of pressure to create diamonds. Diamonds are created out of carbon. And it takes more than just pressure. It takes pressure. You know what else it takes? Heat. It takes heat. A lot of heat. It needs those two things because what it does is it, it, it removes the impurities in carbon and it allows the diamond to become the diamond, right? This amazing rock, right? Diamond. Pressure is intended to do the same thing in our life. See, pressure is an opportunity to make decisions. So when you think about pressure in your own life, you have two different sides of every decision that you get to make. Because when you come up under pressure, what Satan wants you to do, Satan wants you to lose things. Okay? He wants you to lose things like your family. He wants you to lose relationships. He wants you to lose your integrity. He wants you to lose faith. Satan, in turn, he absolutely desires that once you start to move out of here, hopefully that you're not prepared for pressure. And when you have that pressure, you begin to lose things. But the good news is, is that God, when you enter into pressure, he also wants you to lose things. He wants you to lose things like impurities. Your self-reliance. You know, he wants you to become more dependent on him. And so when you encounter pressure, it's important to understand that we have to be prepared for it. Because if we don't get prepared for it, this is, these are the decisions that we have to make. And honestly, most people aren't good at making decisions under pressure. That's when people mess up. When people get in pressurized situations, that's when their minds start messing with them. And they got so much going on. That's why people have wrecks all the time. Because they get in pressure situations and they cut it the wrong way or they cut it this way. And, they, and the next thing they know, they flipped. I had a guy Friday flip his car over on the way to work. There was no other car involved. He got in some sort of pressurized situation and he went, whoop. And his whole car flipped, flipped right upside down. Craziness, right? Romans 5, 3, and 4, it says that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance produces character. And that character produces hope. This is the process that should be happening when we encounter pressure. But what I want you to know is that pressure doesn't always produce perseverance. It is intended to. The Word of God tells us that when you, when you come into these struggles, right, that ultimately you're going to have, it says right here, suffering produces perseverance. But when we read and we see what happens, Romans 5.1, it starts that entire passage by saying, since we have been justified through faith. See, I talked to you last week about us trusting the word and trusting the Lord. And it's, it's important that what this word says. It really does say that pressure produces perseverance. But that only happens when pressure meets faith. When you come up against pressure in life, the only thing that it should be meeting is faith. We have to prepare for pressure. And the only thing that it should encounter is faith. See, diamonds aren't created just because of the carbon and the pressure. There has to be fire, right? Say fire. fire. We need the fire of God down in our spirit, causing us to move with boldness and with faith. See, if you come up against this pressure, once you start moving out of here, and you aren't filled with the faith of God, 
with the full assurance of faith that we've talked about, if you don't have that faith, you will find yourself right back at here. You will never move forward to there. We have to prepare for pressure. This is, this is literally what the word says. James 1.12 says this. It says, blessed. Let me see if I've got this for you. I do. It says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love them. If your pressure isn't being met by faith, you're going to find failure. You're going to find situations that you've given up on. You're going to find places that you never, you wanted to get to that place of there, but you never got there because you got, you, you met up against some sort of pressure that's held you back. And so when I, when I think about this, I, I, I equate it as a math equation, right? Pressure plus faith equals perseverance, character, and hope. See, the place that God intends for us to be as a church and as individuals is a place where we are people who persevere in the faith. We are people of great character. And we are people who walk with hope every single day. But we have to come up and your pressure has to meet your faith. See, there are too many times where we get in pressurized situations and the result isn't perseverance. It's peril, right? Woe is me. All of a sudden this thing has happened to me. All of a sudden, you know what? I just, I just can't go on. I can't do what I'm supposed to do because our pressure isn't being met by faith. Your faith has to be there. The reason we talked about that is because we cannot handle pressure without him. That's why last week we talked about the first thing we have to do is we have to trust the Lord. We have to trust God because then guess what? No matter what that pressure looks like, it doesn't matter if it looks like life or if it looks like death. That pressure is going to meet your faith, and it's not going to keep you from getting from here to there. But you have to allow your faith to rise up. The other thing that we have to stop doing, this is, this is I'm going to switch it, right? We have to, we have to have faith, right? Perseverance doesn't always turn out, because if we don't meet pressure with faith, we'll lose it. But the other thing that we have to do is we have to stop being perplexed by pressure. We have got to stop being perplexed by pressure. Too many people spend too much time trying to figure out why instead of just persevering. We will sit. We will talk about it. I talked to you last week about talking about the pit, being in the pit. I'm stuck in the pit. Can't get out of the pit. The pit is so awful. I hate the pit. We talk so much about it. That we never look up and we never get out of the pit because all we're doing is we're just focused on it. But see, we have to stop being perplexed by pressure because the word of God tells us that we're going to experience it. First Peter 4 says this, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. I got it right there, yes. As though some strange thing happened to you. I, just right there, like, I mean... Think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. See, we get into a horrible situation, and all of a sudden what we do is we, we, just, we just can't imagine why I'm being punished this way. We can't understand this. We can't understand that. Uh, but I've done this, and I've done this. And all we do is we talk about that trial. We talk about that pressure. We talk about that situation. And the whole reality of it is literally the Word of God tells us, stop. 
It literally tells us, stop acting like some strange thing has happened to you because I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. But it says to rejoice. And as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. We can't be perplexed by pressure. If you really want to get from here to there, you have to prepare for pressure. It doesn't matter what you do. When Bethany and I um, were working on this church, let me tell you, we felt lots of pressure. <laughs> Sometimes we feel more pressure after we've actually done it than before we had done it. Like, um, we, I told you guys a few weeks ago how we watched the video, and we were two weeks from launching the church. Literally two weeks from launching the church. And the video inside of the church, we had no carpet, we had no seats, we were still painting. We actually had doors laid out here that we were painting all these doors. Um, literally, it was a total disaster. And we watched it like a couple months ago, and we felt pressure just watching that video. We were like, oh my gosh, how did we like survive through that? Because when we watch it now, we're like, ugh, right? You're gonna come up against pressure when you decide that you want to move. And what I want you to understand is that that pressure is intended to purify you. When we feel pressure, the number one thing that we want to do is get away from it, right? If I, and I'm not going to do this because I'm not, I'm not that dumb. Um, if I smash my hand in that door, right? If I smash my hand in that door, the first thing I'm going to do is try to relieve the pressure, right? By pulling my hand back. Hopefully I haven't closed it enough for the door actually closed. That would be really crazy. It would be like a cartoon hand, right? But the first thing we want to do is we want to get away from pressure. But pressure isn't always a bad thing. See, a lot of people, what they do is they step out and they say, God, I want to do something bold for you. But as soon as they begin to step out, they're going to meet pressure every single time. And so for, for us, we, have, we can't be surprised by it. We can't be surprised if there's pressures coming. That's why we have to prepare for it. We have to know that it's coming, and so when it comes, it meets our faith. And so when I step out right here, and I all of a sudden feel pressure, what comes out of me is faith. It is the Word of God. It doesn't make me step back. Too many people are stepping into what God has for them, but because they meet pressure, they're stepping right back out of it. They step forward and all of a sudden something happens through the health and they step right back because they say, wait a minute, I got to get this under control first. They step forward right now and they're going to start doing something. All of a sudden financially they're not able to do it. So they step back right here and then they don't do it. See, these pressures should be meeting faith. See, if we allow our faith to rise up and meet it, it will change our there. See, if we don't, we're just going to stay here. We're going to be satisfied with just showing up. We're going to be satisfied with just being here. We're going to be satisfied with just hanging out. And that is not what we're supposed to do. We have got to get from here to there. But we can't be surprised when we start hitting pressure. See, I am sure that most of you, when you probably first started the journey to come here, you met some sort of opposition. Something that told you, I can't make this work. I can't figure this out. I can't make that drive. I can't. Uh, I, I can't commit to Saturday nights. I can't. Whatever it is, right? There is always opposition that's going to come. And we have to stop being perplexed every time we run into pressure. John 15, 19 says this. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you don't belong to the world. 
But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. That is why the world hates you. See, when someone doesn't want to be friends to us, we freak out. Right? We, we run into these, into these situations like this. And we, listen, when Jesus is literally telling you, hey, guess what? The world's going to hate you. They hated me, dude. They should hate you. You know, they, they should find themselves in a, in a situation where they don't like what you stand for. They don't like what you want to do. They don't like what you're carrying around. They don't like your joy. They don't like your hope. They don't like your character. They don't like any of that, right? For no good reason. Just because they just want to hate you. But we find that, and all of a sudden we, fall, we find ourselves in a place of pity, and we have to stop being perplexed by that. There are too many times that we get stuck trying to figure out why, and we just camp out here instead of moving to there. That is not what God has intended for us. Our pressure has to be meeting faith. The last thing, and this is, this is really what, it, what is all, it's all coming to for me, is that when I looked into this, I just thought, God, how do we truly prepare for pressure? Because we know we're all going to meet it. We know we're all going to see it. How do we really prepare for this? How do we really make sure that when it comes, that our faith does rise up, that our faith does stand the test, right? Um, and Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. The way that we really prepare for pressure, if we're going to go on that journey from here to there, the only way we really do it is we have to submit ourselves to God. That means submitting yourself to whatever that pressure may be. Whatever it may, whatever it may look like, we have to be willing to do that. James 4, 7 tells us again, submit yourself to God. Romans 8, 7 says that the mind that sets in the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. We have to submit ourselves to God. That is how you prepare for pressure. That is how when something rises up that your faith stands there because no matter what that problem is, no matter what that pressure is, no matter what that suffering is, you are prepared for it because you've already submitted yourself to God. The problem is, is that we're not willing to submit. And I'll tell you where it becomes a bigger challenge than anywhere. I can tell you with is this with us men, right? Our men don't, us men, we don't want to submit ourselves to anything, right? We want to be the leaders. We want to call the shots. But the word of God tells us that we've got to submit, guys. We've got to be willing to submit ourselves. We have to submit ourselves to this process. And that even though we meet pressure, right? Because guess what? You're going to have all sorts of pressure. But you, you stop being surprised by it, and you actually allow God to work in you because you've, you've, you've submitted to his process. That's the way that you get from here to there, is by actually allowing God to work in you. But if you get out in that first step, and you feel that pressure, and you haven't submitted yourself to God, you're going to retreat. It's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to run from that because pressure, it's uncomfortable, right? I mean... Do I have anyone who would like me to slam their hand in that door? Okay, no, okay, that's good. If someone did say, I'd, I'd be really concerned. There's a, there's a song um, that I always, I always listen to, and, and in our lives, if, if you think about getting from here to there, um, 
because I'm a process guy, I like to think about what is the quickest way to get from here to there, right? If I was looking to go somewhere, right, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, right? It's a country song. Okay, I'm not gonna sing it. Um, it's a straight line, right? A to B, straight line. Now, if I pull up Google Maps and I say, bring me to the church, and it gives me a straight line, dude, that fiesta is going four by four, right? It's not gonna be good. There are gonna be some trees getting knocked down. Like, like that doesn't work for that, right? But if we if we read what the word says, the word says that if we submit to him, he's gonna make our paths what? Straight. He makes our path straight when we submit to him. Now, some of y'all, you get into these situations and your road looks like this and you're like, why? And the question that you have to ask is, am I submitting myself to God to whatever that looks like? Because a lot of times what we do is we try to dodge things, right? We start going this way and there's something there that we probably need to deal with, that we probably need to get rid of, that we probably need to address. And instead of dealing with it, we go this way. We're like, nah. I'm going to kind of go the long way around, man, because I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want to have to face it. That's what we do. And so that distance from here to there becomes very long. But if we submit ourselves to God, right, he's going to make them straight. That doesn't mean it's going to be short. Still might be a very long process. I told you guys about the process that I went through when I was unemployed and how it took two years. Years. It was fun. It was great. Fantastic. Right? That ultimately God got me to a place where I said, God, what do you want me to do? Because I'm a doer. I was always wanting to do stuff. I was wanting to figure things out. I was wanting to do this and do that. Maybe this will do this. And maybe this will do that. And all of a sudden, God said to me, do nothing. Do nothing. Just trust me. That was a lesson of submitment is what I'm calling it. It's not a word. It's not a word I tried. I looked it up. Submitment. I think it should be a word. It sounds believable, doesn't it? If I said submitment in total confidence like that, would you guys think it was a word? Yeah, yeah you would. Yeah, you would. Except for you readers. <laughs> Whatever. We, we, have to, we literally have to make a commitment to submit to God. That means every situation, no matter what that pressure looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you, we submit to that. And see... When we submit like that, what I, what I believe is that it will expedite our ability to get from here to there. Tiff, if you would come. Because when I, when I, think, when I think about the journey, journeys that I've been on, I mean, I think, I think a lot about different scenarios that I've been placing, right? And I can guarantee you, I'm telling you right now, there are many times that I've gone like this when I should have been going down the straight line. And it's because of pressures, right? Things that I've had to deal with, things that, that, that I, I just, I didn't want to mess with it right now. I, I just, you know, there's many times where Bethany will be like, we got to take care of this, right? And I'm like, just not right now. I just, I just don't want to think about it right now. I don't want to deal with it right now. And ultimately what I'm doing when I say that is I'm kind of doing one of these, right? All I'm doing is prolonging the process. The process that literally God intends for me to get from here to there. But see, if we don't, if we don't prepare for pressure, if we don't actually submit ourselves, we may never get there, guys. We, it's, it's, it's a real possibility. 
We have to, we have to, we have to commit ourselves in such a way to God and to his word. We have to, we have to trust him so that guys, when, when that pressure comes, we're prepared. We, we cannot allow ourselves to, to get into that spot where we start moving forward and we're not ready for it. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about every little thing that you got to know, you know, every little jot and tittle. You got to know how to spell submitment, right? I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about you preparing your heart for some challenges. Because what, what happens when you start to try to really get from here to there, it's going to get tough. It gets harder way before it gets easier. The Word of God tells us that. That's what, I mean, that's why we, we talk about those scriptures. Is because It literally warns us. And it tells us, don't act surprised when you get into that fiery trial. But you know what? When, when we meet pressure, that pressure needs to meet faith. It needs to meet the fire of God that is in you. And the only way that happens is by submitting yourself to God. Submitting everything about you. Submitting your entire family, submitting your job, submitting your, your career, submitting just everything. You've got to submit it to God. Because when you start to submit those things to God, then you can really make this journey. But if we don't ever submit, we'll never get from where we're at to there. We'll stay where we're at. We'll stay there for a long time. God wants more for you. God wants to give you more. God wants to stir you up with more. But you've got to submit to him. I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close. Jesus told us that the world would hate us. Right? We read that tonight. And along your journey to get from here to there, there are going to be some people that aren't going to like what you do. They're not going to like decisions that you make. They're not going to like places that you decide you're not going to go. You need to prepare for that pressure. You need to prepare your heart for that pressure. You need to prepare your mind for that pressure. And the only way to do it is you have to submit yourself fully to God. Don't submit to, to the idea of a God. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to submit yourself to God. Every aspect of your life, every fiber of your being, Everything that you do and everywhere that you go, you have to submit it to God. When you submit that way to God, you are preparing yourself for the pressure that will come when you decide that you're ready to get from here to there. We have to do it. Let's bow our heads as we pray. God, I thank you for your word. And God, I pray for every heart in this house. God, I pray that you would help us to prepare for pressure that you would help us to know the will of the Father for our lives. And that, God, every time that we step out and if we feel a little more pressure and a little more pressure and a little more pressure, that, God, it continues to meet faith. God, let our hearts and our minds be so filled with faith and be filled with your word that, God, we are always ready, that we are always prepared for the pressure. And, God, I pray that we individually and as a body that God, we would submit ourselves to you. And if you are someone today that says, Tom, I know that I need to submit 
myself to God. I know that I need to submit my life fully over to Him. I know that I haven't I haven't done that yet, and I know that it's, it is time for me to, to be serious about this, to stop playing back and forth about where I'm at or, or what I'm doing or where these places that I find myself in, that God, I'm ready to move from here to there. If that is you, and you are someone that says, Tom, I want to submit myself to God today. I haven't done it, but I'm ready to do it. I'm going to ask if you would just lift your hand up so I can see where you're at. We can be praying for you. Amen. Because God desires to do that for you. God desires to see you submit to Him and to live a life that's submitted to Him. Because when you submit your life to Him, everything will change. Every problem, every pressure, every suffering, it becomes joy. Because you know that you are suffering for Christ's sake. Anyone else who says today is the day that I'm submitting to God. Amen. 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 Yes. I'm going to ask you guys to pray this with me out loud. Say, Jesus, we today submit to you. God, help us to prepare for pressure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise. Hallelujah.